Bring it. Hello, once again, and a huge welcome to Fuse for Thought with Lee Ben Simmons and my as ever esteemed colleague, me, Martin Hill. We're here, we're both here, we're together. Um, I don't think it's a <clears throat> secret to reveal, we do use Zoom to record these, and we both Zoom. have uh, virtual backgrounds. Mine is a kind of natural studio, yours is far more exciting today. I am. Today, I am the... Uh... On the on the throne, the Iron Throne. Yes, Game of Thrones. There was a question. And that's not what I call my toilet. That is just <laughs> from the famous TV show. Indeed, there was. Although my throne should be iron, to be fair. There was the question on today's Tenable with Warwick Davis about Game of Thrones, and uh, I do like Tenable, although I don't think I've said to you before. It's the quiz show that wastes the most amount of time I've ever seen a quiz show waste by having to go through that whole list. If someone's wrong about something, just tell them they're wrong. That you could do the show in half the time. But anyway, I've never seen it. What what do they do? What they, they get, reel off all the right all the wrong answers? They get a list of ten things and they have to name things that appear within that list. For example, one of them today was the ten productions accepted as tragedies of Shakespeare plays. So he wrote 38 plays, but 10 of them are accepted as tragedies. Well, it was 12 were accepted as tragedies, but you had to name the first 10. And Do so, they waste time with the question like you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got into this. There's nothing to do with our podcast today. Me explaining well, it might be. We could franchise it out. One of, another question <clears throat> is like 10 countries that begin with the letter P. And so there's Peru, Portugal, Poland, Panama, whatever. And then there was weird ones that you struggle to remember. But there are only 10, so you have to name them all. And so someone might... horrible at geography. That's the one reason I've never applied to go on a TV quiz show, because I know something like that's going to come out and make me look like the biggest moron. (laughs) Uh, I genuinely... I couldn't tell you what was a a country or... Like people say... Name a country beginning with such as, and I'll say it, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's that's not a country." Right? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're asking me for. It's like, wasn't um, it Jay Goody on Big Brother when they were talking about East Anglia, and she kept calling it East Angular, and thought it was a different country as well. Thought it wasn't in England. Yeah, I'm I'm just like that. <laughs> Call me the male the male Jade Goody. Although well, she was uh, a sweetheart at the end of the day, like she won oh, yeah. the nation over, didn't yeah. she? She didn't have geographical um, knowledge, but people loved her. No, well, the same, that's what they say about me. Yeah, that's exactly what they say about me. It's Martin Hill, he's on that didn't podcast. Have geographical knowledge, but they loved him. <laughs> I am a bit torn this week, Ben. I am a bit torn. Have you seen? Have what? you seen what, what? what has happened? What has happened? Uh, what has happened is I, I, I'm emotionally distraught because why Brian Conley. Yes. Has popped up on oh, EastEnders. Yes, yes, of course. You love Brian now, Conley. And I despise EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a dilemma for you right there, isn't it? It is. It is a dilemma. <laughs> and I was like, it was, I was watching the news like yesterday morning or the day before or something. Yeah. And then we, and they went, oh, we've got EastEnders' newest cast member coming on. I thought, oh, that's me leaving the room. Off we go, get a drink. <laughs> Brian Conley. And I'm like, what? What's happened here? <laughs> oh, he was no. off nine to five in last time I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know he was going Unreal into what this, co- this COVID's to blame. COVID yeah. is to blame. He must be that hard up that he's had to accept these things. And I fully blame that for the what is now the downfall of a comedic legend's career. Well, who knows? It could be the rebirth because having followed his career closely because my dad wrote for him for so many years when he did his sketch shows and then he had his own TV sketch show and then he had his own chat show for three years and then he did a couple of quiz things and that's when he started to sort of not do quite as well in terms of viewers. Loved the quizzes. Yeah, and then they sort of took him off for a bit and then he had a couple of, I think he had a daytime thing on Channel 4 fairly recently. He was on I'm a Celebrity, wasn't he? He was on Strictly. And then he sort of hasn't really done anything mainstream for a little while. And he's thought, well, I'll go into EastEnders, get a bit of a following again and maybe come out and 
Nine to Five. It was. Did you go see it? No, I never oh, saw Nine to Five. Yeah, I wish I had. I did. I, I, I saw him and it, it was brilliant. Well, anyway, that's a heck of an introduction. We haven't really talked about what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Um, before we well, do he that, he is a franchise in his own right, is he not? <laughs> Brilliant. I tried. I tried link to, I tried to link it. You I've got to drive through. I'm coughing today, guys. I, I do apologise. I appreciate the effort you made there, but yes, for the rest of the duration of tonight's or today's episode, we are going to be talking for better or for worse, about franchises. And, you say um, the rest. You know we're going to deviate. That's what we do. We, we, there's always that bit of deviation. And who knows, it is feud for thought. We don't tend to out and out argue with each other for too long, but uh, it could happen. Could you're wrong. Up... <laughs> no, you're wrong to say I'm wrong. Right, there you go. That's the argument out of the way. Um, there we go. Okay, who's going first with the weekly bits? Right, with... Ben's brilliant brain, or whatever it is. Um, I will tell you. Pre- oh, he's COVID, going first. Well, well, yeah, I'm going first. I'm oh, talking about franchise businesses specifically here for this fact, as opposed to sort of movie franchises or things that are regarded as franchises. In terms of being in a business that is a franchise in the UK pre-COVID, ninety-seven percent of franchises were in profit. Um, and the franchise industry contributed over £15 billion per year to the UK economy. And there were over 600,000 people employed within franchised businesses in the UK before COVID. Obviously, a few of them may have gone under now. It may not be the same, but that was as of 2019, early 2020. Well, if those stats are true, I imagine we're not Far, I mean, I uh, <clears throat> excuse my throat. The uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, because fair enough, we've had the pandemic, but the franchises yeah. themselves have, pr- yeah, all right, we lost Debenhams, um, <laughs> pretty much. I don't know but why let's I'm be fair, because there'll be people that work there that are devastated. But yeah, of all the franchises, yeah, no, I've no, it's not amazing. Yeah, I, I kind of suspect Debenhams was on its ass anyway. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. even even when I, I know when I was doing some work for John Lewis in White City, that the Debenhams there was shutting down and everyone's going, oh, what's going to happen to Debenhams? Yeah, and that, yeah. Was like two, that was like two or three years ago, I think. Sure, yeah. Um, so a lot of, uh, I'd still say that a large amount of our thing, our income in the UK is franchises. I'd be interested to know how many of them are British Yeah, true, yeah. Um uh, I'm not saying go find that out now. I'm just wondering how much homegrown sort of franchise do we have or how much is, you know, like McDonald's Invasion. Yeah, sure, which is, sure. You know, McDonald's is probably well, that is the, the most biggest franchise. prevalent UK franchise in terms of a business. Yeah, yeah. It, what, it, McDonald's? McDonald's. Well, of course you, it is. If you just look, well, here's an early, this is still part of Ben's brilliant brain then. Here's an early uh, top 10 list. I know you love your top 10s, but. Um, mm, love a good top 10. Food or drink franchises in the UK. Number 10, Papa John's, originated in America. Nine, Burger King, originated in America. Eight, Wimpy, originated in America. Seven, Costa Coffee. Uh, Six, Subway, originated in America. Five, KFC, originated in America. Um, I think I started with 11, so sorry. I've got the numbers wrong. Five, surprisingly... Uh, I know it was KFC. I've missed one out. Right. It's non-food one. I'll come back to that. Four is Pizza Hut. Uh, Three is Starbucks. Two is Domino's. One is McDonald's. So, yeah, virtually none of them actual UK originated businesses, I believe. Right. You said there was one that wasn't food, but is that list supposed to be food or is that? No, the list I I said it was a list of food. I've realised I made a separate note about one because the actual fifth biggest franchise business in the UK, all the others are food, uh, was Swarovski, the jewellers, which which surprised me. But that list, as far as you're aware, is supposed to be just food? Or are you saying that that is our top 10 franchises? No, I've missed out. Once you get to KFC, there are other businesses in the financial sector and sector and stuff that aren't household names that were higher up. than. But I then just went and picked other food ones. See what you did there? Go for it. 
Okay, my little bits. I'm just going to rush through because, again, uh, just listing facts, I think. Oh, it, I like facts. It's memories. I need a new name for this. At Feud Thoughts, tell me a new name for Martin's... Martin's Marvellous Summit. We uh, need the alliteration. It doesn't, have to, doesn't have to be marvellous. It could be no. Martin's Moronic something. <laughs> for some reason, I need three words and I don't know what to call it. Uh, and the fact that I'm 150 years thing, I've got myself into. Anyway, one yeah. of the oldest franchises in, in the world is a company called A&W. It is American, and I've completely forgotten to what the A and the W means for. But it started in 1921. Boom, got my 100 years in. Nice. Uh, it wasn't franchised until 1925, and uh, they have 1,100 stores uh, in their franchise. Right. But it is one of the oldest franchises. Franchising didn't really become a thing mainly until like the 70s, so a lot of the franchises aren't that old in terms yeah. of year, because that's when like big business took over and, and things like that, and obviously we became more well-traveled, which we weren't during the 1920s. Okay, yeah. And then 1971, I did veer it back to the film franchises, and there were three big film franchises that started in 1971. One was the Dirty Harry film franchise. franchise, uh, It was five films in total. The other was The French Connection, which had three films in total. Yes. And the other was Shaft. Now, oh, wow. I don't know. Shaft had a bunch of films, but apparently nice. there was five films done by Shaft. I had no uh, idea about that. Nice. That's my little bit. Just there. to give you an extra oh. bit of information, you said of A&W, the oldest franchise, you didn't know what it stood for. The A stands for the founder, Roy W. Allen, and the W is for his business partner, Frank Wright. So that was it. I knew, I knew there was something. Yeah. There we go. Don't say we don't do instant research for you on this podcast. There you go. Right instant, there. instant research. That's what he's there for. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> that is. Just for a minute, let's focus on food franchises because I know you're not a big lover of fast food and stuff like that. Are you? I used to be more than I am now. I don't have fast food very much now. But if you were faced with a choice and someone said you have to go and get fast food, but it could be mcdonald's or it could be a pizza or it could be kfc or it could be a subway burger king wimpy what would you choose if i'm choosing from a fast food chain that's out there now yeah it would be kfc that that's the one that i would, I would okay go and eat. Yeah. I, yeah i haven't found a franchised uh no that's wrong i haven't found well, is it? I, I, don't, I haven't found a burger, a fast food burger, yeah, that is in any way entertaining to me whatsoever. Well, I know one, but I don't know if it's officially a franchise or they just run all their own places themselves. Five Guys um, is quite a good example, but I don't know if it's a yeah, franchise. I'll give you that because I do like a Five Guys. In fact, I think I introduced you to Five Guys, Ben. You <laughs> absolutely you... did. My first ever Five Guys was with you at Stratford uh, Westfield, probably about four or five years. Oh, no, three or yeah, four years. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do like it. And I, I couldn't have one with that. I had to watch you eat it for some reason. Oh, I was dieting. I was trying to lose weight for something, wasn't I? That's one of the harshest things ever, to take me to Five Guys and not be able to... <laughs> Enjoy I can't remember time. where we went there. I think we went there because you said I've never been there. And I was like, dude, you got to go there. And you're it like, is. what are you having? I'm like, I'm not having oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I have just But I did it. warn you not to get the big chips. And you were like, no, I'm having the big chips. Yeah, I yeah, can handle warm. the big chips. <laughs> and you couldn't handle the big chips. I didn't think you got the big. It was the medium because they're quite good with the fries there. Two things <laughs> I have confirmed. It is a franchise. And second of all, I think of all fast food chips I've ever had. Maybe it's the surprise factor and just haven't had them as much. Five Guys chips, absolutely amazing. Fried in that peanut oil, or maybe not fried, deep fried, whatever they do with them, but <laughs> in that peanut oil, it gives an amazing taste. They are, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, I do like Five Guys. You're right, actually. It would be a hard choice between, I think... I'd still go KFC just because there's more variety. I can get a burger, I can get chicken on the bone, I can get the yeah, sweet yeah, corn, yeah. I can get whatever. And, I, and I, I've, yeah, I like that. But um, if, if you told me you could only have five guys, I'd be, I wouldn't argue with you. If you told me I could only have McDonald's, then I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I'm never, you know, 
I, I did don't you know. ever, when you were a kid, did you or any of your friends have a party in McDonald's and they showed you the kitchen and stuff at the back? I had that when I was a kid. Uh, no, or if there was one, I didn't go. Uh, so <laughs> to your own I've, party? <laughs> no, not my own. But I, I only ever remember a wimpy. I've been to a wimpy one. Okay, yeah. Uh, where they had the thing and the guy in the big suit came out. And I remember that very well. Yeah, yeah. Either my parents never let me go, or right, right. And, and my mum will be sat there going, "That's ridiculous! I never, never, I never not let you go to a party." And I'm like, "There is a reason we didn't go to McDonald's." And and uh, if there was one, it's completely out of my memory, but right, I don't right. ever remember. A few kids, from uh, and I would had... probably just smack that clown in the face, to be honest. <laughs> but um, a few kids what? from my school had parties at McDonald's. I never had like hosted one myself, but I remember they used to do this thing. Oh, we'll give you a tour of the kitchens and you can come behind the tills and see how it all works. And when you're all eight or nine, it's exciting. And then they opened this giant freezer. Um, and having worked for the same company that we both have now and been inside many a storage freezer in large retail outlets, it wouldn't be that exciting. But I remember being terrified of going inside and them shutting it and not letting us out. So I wouldn't go in. And then they did do a joke on everyone that did go in and shut the door and the lights went out and they all screamed and then they instantly opened it again. But I was pleased I hadn't gone in because I wouldn't have enjoyed that experience. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's how they do catch kids and turn them into the burgers. <laughs> so there you go. Every yeah. day is the school there. Indeed, indeed. Well, that's it. I uh, did you have a McDonald's party? You did, did you? I didn't have my own party there. Um, no. But I went and attended. I other think parties. Keith and Fran are a bit more yeah. well-to-do than that. I think they're... they're... It was a Fran would do it. She'd, she'd do a McDonald's herself. No, I only had Fort yeah. Mason's parties myself, you know. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> like, afternoon tea. Harrods Tea Rooms. That was my yeah. night first. Like, yeah, I wish. Um well, to answer you wouldn't, same... you wouldn't. What kid wishes for that? <laughs> no, what kid wants a birthday Aaron's tea room? <laughs> eh? Someone that lives in Knightsbridge probably does. Some annoying, right? Well, them. well, yeah, a bell yeah. end. That's who it is. <laughs> I'm glad you said it rather than me. Just quickly for me to answer the same question as you if I was faced with any fast food option, um. Yeah, KFC, now you've said it, is a popular choice. I do think Burger King's burgers are better than McDonald's burgers, but McDonald's chips are better than Burger King. Just for... I can't argue with you on that because I've only had one. Okay, for controversy factor, I'm going to say a Domino's pizza. Like I only got introduced to Domino's relatively recently when a friend of my wife Haley's uh, called Callum came and stayed with us and he wanted a Domino's. I was like, yeah, and... <laughs> Hayley was trying to resist but then saw the excitement in my face and we got this sort of barbecue pizza from Domino's and it was amazing the crust was amazing the filling was amazing it was, I loved it I only really like thin thin crust pizza oh, okay, I find yeah. it find it very odd that people basically like this big round piece of toast it's just bread <laughs> yeah. you're eating bread when you actually with a, analyze with a little it. bit of sauce on, and everyone's like, Oh, I want this big bit of bread. I'm like, Why do you <laughs> what? I, I want the less of the bread and more of the meaty stuff, please. Fair enough, that's, yeah. that's delightful. When you go to like these stone baked pizza places, I like that. That's the only pizza I'll have, but I very rarely yeah, okay. have pizza. Yeah, you're right. Surprisingly, I, like I don't have a lot of fast food. I've there's probably many reasons why I'm the size I am, but fast food ain't, ain't really one of them. Yeah, sure. Well, I thought it's uh, we get it out of the way early on in the podcast because I know you don't have a big love of fast food. So um, it's out of the way now. It's dealt with. We don't have to discuss it again if you don't want to. Don't um, those McDonald's. But, uh, who puts a clown as the... Who thought, who thought burger? Yeah, that'll sell a bit. A clown. <laughs> most kids... Most kids are scared of clowns. I I'll tell know, you what, yeah. we get a clown on here to advertise our burgers. <laughs> Absolute a, moron. Well, so, you see so many adverts. I say that. It obviously company. worked wonders for them because they're well, one of the biggest chains in the world. But. but you see so many adverts now from companies, and I'm like, who were the executives that were in this meeting that greenlit this for this advert? And, and it's a point where someone went, why don't we do this and this and this, and this person does this and this happens. And some, and everyone goes, yes, brilliant. You've hit the nail on the head. There are so many adverts where I think really someone's chosen to do that. Yeah. yeah the adverts are just in general rubbish these days. Like yeah. just, I can't even, 
we've had a whole thing about adverts. I know we have. It does relate back to franchises. Well, it's it's getting more and more frustrating that the just eat ones where there's a woman on a couch. I know. Yeah, with all just neon keeps, signs oh, lighting you, up behind her. It's like, what are you doing? You're you're it's not you advertising your product. So all you're doing oh. is free advertising for every other sod that you keep putting out there. Well, it says KFC, McDonald's. You're just yeah, advertising yeah, those yeah. things. Like you should be advertising your service, not just. Yeah, anyway. I haven't seen any of those Deliveroo, Just Eat, whatever, Uber Eats that say how fast they get it to your door, that say how many different companies they have on their things. That's what I'd be interested in, what variety yeah, they have. Sell the company. Works. Yeah, but yeah. Not, they're all trying to sell. They're giving free advertising to these other companies who already pay for the monopoly of the advertising world anyway. <laughs> We're getting into deep, meaningful discussions now on the way businesses work and corporations and stuff. But that's the beauty yeah, of rubbish. <laughs> that is the beauty. But yeah, so it is a bit, a bit sad. The COVID, like you say, it has caused the shutdown of some um, uh, chains that have been with us for a long time. I know Debenhams, I, I took the mic earlier, but it has been around for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, over and it's always sad. Years, yeah, yeah, it's always sad when things like that come to an end. Um well, I'll tell you what, I, I grew up in Dartford in Kent. It was a sad day when Woolworths went bust. Oh, yeah. Our Woolworths disappeared from Dartford. It was kind of a rite of passage for many children because it was on the route. To, to steal the, pick and mix. To, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> not that I ever did it myself. I would never advocate it. That is theft. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I know it happened. And I used to buy CD singles in Woolworths. They sold everything, didn't they? You forget they had when films came out, they had VHSs and tapes and then they had CDs and they had all sort of exciting technology when you were a kid. And then they'd have things like clothes and sort of cooking stuff as well. It was just, well, it was. Just yeah, a, no, it was, a, it was a, a good shot. I know when I was looking for a job, I think it was between Woolworths Boots and WH Smith. And I know you uh, went to WH Smith. I did. I, I worked for WH Smith for a long time. Great. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed working there, actually. I had a good a, a good, uh, a good time, surprisingly. Speaking of working in franchises, one Christmas holidays from university, I worked in a game computer shop franchise. And uh, A what? Game, the computer sh- video game shop oh. game. You know. Game, all right, gone. And uh, I thought that was going to be incredibly exciting, and I think it probably was for a couple of days. The one memory I have of that, bearing a in mind, of days. <laughs> well, I only worked there for about a month, I think, because it was in the. Oh, did you? All right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I quickly realised what was going to get on my nerves. I was working there in a Christmas holidays. They had one CD of Christmas songs on loop. And after five days of it, it drove me utterly mental. And I just couldn't. That's all I associate with that job now. And I answered a load of questions about software, about joysticks, about game pads, whatever, all kinds of stuff. And that's what sticks with me. And that was in July. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They just (laughs) didn't have a clue. (laughs) Do you know what I've always wanted to do? Ironically, this is something I I, I did used to think about this before. I'd love to do it because... It it always amused me when, because um, uh, I I had uh, a friend who used to work who, who used to come and see me at work all the time to the point where he kind of knew everything that was at work like right, yeah. work at WH Smith because I used to work in the news section and he used to come and read the mags and stuff like that yeah, uh, yeah. Like all the gamer mags and and stuff uh, to the point he pretty much knew everything that I was saying to the customer he kind of learned the job vicariously right. <laughs> just coming and seeing me <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, to the point he was answering customer questions and he could have easily just said it he could have easily just worked. and I, I've always had this thing where I wanted to turn up on a, a place and pretend like I worked there and just see how long how far I could get right yeah, as the new yeah, guy yeah. yeah before someone got do you actually work you go no, no, no. there's a <laughs> story I can't, remember, around. I can't remember if my dad's ever told you this but Morecambe and Wise used to have a guy that featured on their series and I think he was going to come on and play the accordion or play an instrument. I think it was the accordion. Apologies if I got it wrong. But he'd walk into shop with the accordion and go to play it. And one of them would go, not now, Arthur. And his name was Arthur Tulcher, this bloke. And he was a, an act in the 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever. And he, he was a regular on their thing and he never got to do it. And it, that was a running gag. He'd keep coming on to various things. And they go, not now, Arthur. That guy... 
went to the auditions for My Fair Lady in the West End and he left. He never got the part. No one told him he hadn't got it. So he turned up at the first day of rehearsals and he worked in the show for two years. <laughs> they just Ooh. let out of I don't know how because you think of if that happened nowadays you'd get kicked out on your ass so quick because it was way back in the 50s or what 50s. happened to the guy that did I I have no idea but he basically got hired they found somewhere for him to be in the ensemble in the background oh. and he was in it for two years I think that's the most ridiculous thing oh I see he didn't get the part he applied for but because he rocked up at the rehearsal well, I guess he'd, job. Gone to, he'd gone to some kind of general ensemble casting and they just right. they'd let him be an extra body in the show out of sympathy because no one had the heart to say he hadn't got it oh, I'd love to do that just turn up on a show <laughs> <laughs> Just go, yeah, I'm understudying you tonight. Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they said you had the night off. Oh, okay, I'll go up. That's great. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Ah, oh, but that—that's amazing. It'd never happen. You'd never get away with it. Not these days. days. No, no, not with H and HR. Not these days, Ben. But oh, when I were a lad, oh, exactly. everyone were nicking everyone's jobs. When I were a lad, everyone <laughs> turned up for work and did what they liked. Yeah, just got paid. Got paid cash in hand. There <laughs> you go. Marvellous. Well, now, we've dwelt with some food franchises. We've dwelt, talked about we've dwelt with some stuff. At the start, I think both of us are going to have a lot to talk about in terms of franchising in a different way, because you don't think of it about business as such, but movie franchises, film franchises are some of the most successful out there. And That um, is probably our home ground there, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about those kind of things, especially because franchise movies are the 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 big thing at the minute in particular now, I know, everybody's I know you, trying to have one yeah exactly and that's the thing that one in one way it's a bit of a shame in that it seems harder to get sort of original ideas off the ground because someone wants to make a successful franchise and ones that are successful they just keep churning out films from it but i know you like your lists and so i wondered do you have access to information about film franchises with the most number of films in them because um i do I would like, I'd be interested. I know we're going to talk about later on about ones that have grossed the most or, you know, film franchises that are the most successful monetarily, but that just having huge numbers of films doesn't guarantee you loads of money. But I guess by keeping on making them, it guarantees you some money. Um, that is true. Well, we can have a look at that. So if you're doing it by a number of movies, although some of these are, oh no, some are projected because they've announced some okay. films but yeah, these, right. the top 10 actually bar one I think is pretty much up to it so yeah so the uh, well we'll start at the bottom so go for it actually you might not believe this list even if I told you I think this is taken into account cartoons Okay. in fact it, it has to be uh, the tenth with fourteen films, and it's quite a good number to start on that because it's the first individual. Because before that, there's a lot of thirteens, right? Uh, and twelves and 12s, so it's an individual number. There's some twos on here. Would you class two as a franchise? That's difficult, isn't it? It's just that's an original and a sequel, or an original and a prequel. Is it? Has it really become a franchise? I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's some fours. I'll give you fours. Let's see. There are, uh, where, uh, Jesus, there's a lot of threes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of twos. I don't class them as a franchise. Well, go on, hit us Pretty with them anyway. Let's let's. We're all desperate to know what's uh, what's on See, your list. See, the minute Wonder Woman is a franchise, it's only got two films. Uh, uh, right. So in the so the fourteen number four the, number ten. So in terms of numbers, fourteen is X Men. So the X Men films between two thousand and two thousand and twenty has had fourteen. Wow, oh, I didn't realise there was that many. That's impressive. It's quite yeah. a lot in it, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's is the one out. What's twenty twenty? What came out last year? Uh, was it? A, no, it wasn't. Oh, the New movie. Mutants is apparently an X Men. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing here. And then Dark Phoenix. Oh, of course, there's. Oh of it, well, there? hang on. They've they've included Deadpool as an X Man. Well, he's in the Deadpool and Deadpool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it does knock about Professor X's house a couple of times. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. True. Um, 
Then, bizarrely, and I don't know how you feel about this, but technically it is, there's the Academy Award short film nominations. That's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's not a movie franchise. That's I'm not accepting that. I mean, it has got a gross of over 28 million. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, and that's between 2006 and 2020. They must have released one per year. Yeah, I've always uh, loved those. Like so, brilliant. Nomination. Yeah, brilliant really series. weird. Uh, and then again, with uh, this is the one we just spoke about before, which is the Star Wars things, which they've got listed 15 films. And this is what I meant about the fact that there's three films that they've projected. So, so these yeah. are actually up to 2027. So, so at the minute there's 12. Lit. So okay. yeah, they've been greenlit. So there's three films that have been announced for Star Wars that are coming out. The one above that is 18, which is Pokemon, which I'm pretty certain is why it's cartoons. Ah, yeah. So sure. between... Um, well, yeah, between 1999 and 2019, 18 films. And then you've got Batman. Oh, wow. Batman's got 24 films. That's mad. I know there's animated ones. They must be counting those as films as well. Because I know I they are as well. Mark, Mark Hamill did the voice of the Joker, didn't he, in a lot of animated Yeah, Batman. some of these are. Uh, but if they're feature uh, length, then I guess it counts, doesn't it? So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't knock it really, but it is a yeah. I know what you're saying. It's just I wouldn't count. Well, it's within the franchise. Then you got the DC Extended Universe. All right, yeah. With 26 films in there. Well, is that including all like the original Superman films going back that far and stuff? No, this is the DC Extended Universe. So this is from uh, 2000. Oh know. wow. Okay. This is from 2013 to 2023. And there's how many? 20 something? 13. Oh, 13. Manus, no, 18. Yeah. Uh, But that's including the projected ones of the Suicide Squad, The Flash, Aquaman 2, and Shazam 2. Okay, yeah. I was going to say. It's also got Shazam in as well. Wonder Woman and that. Yeah, Pat, I, that's one film I've not seen that I think I would probably enjoy that Shazam. I've not watched it. It is funny. Yeah, it's a good film. Is that whatever? Uh, and then you've got James Bond, 27 films. Oh, He's yes. up there. Definitely a franchise. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got Barbie with 33. Who? Barbie? Barbie. That's definitely a cartoon. There's no being a feature <laughs> film. <of it. laughs> wow. And then, of course, well, actually, you said that. Now you've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe with 34 films, because, again, that's with the projected ones up to 2023. But the top of the list is the DC animated movie universe, which has oh. got 40. Wow, okay. Now, I don't know about that list, but um, I would like to add to it because I saw before we went on air, some, I, don't, I think it's something like 33 films. There's been of Godzilla. There's been a hell of a lot of Godzilla films. And then probably because it's relatively because they, were, because they were made in the UK and wouldn't have grossed anything like as much, they won't make it into lists like that. But there were 29 carry-on films. Um, so, yeah, why aren't the carry-on films in here? That's a good point. Yeah. So, you know... Maybe, that... they, maybe they were just British, though. Maybe they don't have a worldwide release. Yeah, yeah, they could be that. I don't know where you've seen this Godzilla thing. I, d- I definitely saw whilst doing some kind of exhaustive research for this program <laughs> that uh, Godzilla was on there somewhere. Godzilla, he's had nine films. I found a list between nineteen fifty four and twenty twenty one. Oh, okay, twenty twenty one. It's on a website called filmsite dot org, and it says film series franchises that have grossed above seven hundred and fifty million dollars in total revenue. And it says MCU was 23 films at the time. Uh, this isn't going on ones that have been greenlit but haven't been released yet. But then it lists 24 films, Disney Pixar animations. I'm like, is that really a franchise? Because it's linking together Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, all that. And it's just a bit... It seems like that can't really be a franchise, can it? No. No. Um, Does it list these Godzilla ones? I'm waiting to see how they've got 33 out of them. We, well, um, I, there is the 
possibility that I've remembered something badly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. There's yeah. definitely a lot of Godzilla films because a lot of them were made in Japan or whatever. They may not be, uh, again, featuring on lists that are predominantly American. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't prove it with any certainty. So I've let myself down badly research-wise. There, I'm desperately trying to look through lists of things now and can't find anything. Uh, but they are good, yeah. So, what would be if you had to pick a favourite franchise? Is that too much to ask? No, it's very easy for me because it's probably one of the most obvious ones. But by answering that, I'm going to say my other one as well. <clears throat> um, I've just always loved everything to do with Star Wars. I was born in mm. 1977, the year that the first Star Wars came out. I can remember getting to the age where I wanted to watch TV at like six or seven and. Return of the Jedi was getting its first ever play on um, in the cinemas and Empire Strikes Back was just being shown on the TV and stuff as I was growing up. And I just became totally obsessed with it. And um, I was so excited when the prequels got announced, um, the ones that came out in 97 and 99 and 2003 or whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> 2005, you said Revenge of the Sith, didn't you? But I'd never been as excited to go to the cinema as when Revenge of the Sith was coming out. But equally, I had this sort of weird cinematic depression after that because I thought oh, nothing is going to give me that excitement again. After that, I didn't go to the cinema for about two years. So uh, that was really, it. that's a bit extreme, Ben. Yeah, even for you, that's a yeah. bit extreme. But so I love Star Wars. I'm really glad it's come back. The Mandalorian, I think, is awesome. I got emotional at the end of season two of The Mandalorian because it made me feel like a kid again. I think what they're, doing, what they're doing with it now is brilliant. But away from sort of huge blockbuster franchises, not that it didn't make a lot of money, but I, one of my favourite series of films is Back to the Future. Which I just that, is, that, that would be my favourite. If you'd have asked me that question, I would have said that. Now, right. That goes back to my question earlier about are you classing that as a franchise or as a trilogy? Yeah, yeah. Different things. Like if you're going for big overall mass market franchise, like more than five films, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I'm probably going to go for the comic stuff because I, I've always been a, a mainly a DC to be honest, but Marvel have really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I think the way awesome. they've structured all those films and put it to the perfect ending. Like, it's a shame they're continuing, but I understand they have to, and I think they'll do brilliantly, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that, that end game was quite possibly the best ending to... To, yeah, to, to give a satisfactory brilliant. conclusion to yeah. so many characters. Yeah, today. if they had said, we're not making another film after this, I think everyone would have gone, fair play. You yeah. really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I just hope they still have that going forward, that they've got some sort of plan there. Because if they don't do it right, it could really crap over. Yeah, yeah. I think they will have, but then there's always some element of you can tell when a TV series thought they were going to finish and then get commissioned again and then are like, ah, yeah. what are we going to do? And it's like, I think there <clears> must be some planning with the MCU and that Kevin Feige seems to be behind it all. But equally, it's almost got a bit too big now. It's like, how are they going to get all these vast spreading things to sort of come together? Yeah. At the minute, they've got my. 100% of my confidence. They haven't done anything yet where I think, whoa, this is going off the rails. You might want to slow your roll. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. only thing I don't like about any of these films is, yeah. is the one criticism I have with all modern sort of films is that to have any form of action sequence, you have to sort of demolish an entire town or city. <laughs> yeah, And yeah, I just yeah. think, I think, like, when I go back and watch Christopher Reeve's Superman, that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. was genius. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And what is more interesting, actually, just about the cinema thing, is you go back and watch Christopher Reeve's Superman, and their tagline for that film was, you know, you'll believe a man can fly. Yeah, yeah. And you genuinely do. Like, yeah. his, it's a seamless sort of flying thing. But this CGI stuff now, you don't have that same thing. Like, you go back and watch that. And you do have this sense of flight and this sense of whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I was, I actually watched uh, Man of Steel the other day, actually, because it was it was on. And I was watching it, and I thought it's not the same feeling of the CGI stuff that they've got going. I understand it kind of looks cinematically better. Yeah, but it yeah. Does, because it doesn't look. It's a because good it point. looks CGI and a bit too good. It doesn't give you that same feeling of when I remember watching that, or when I still to this day 
watch Christopher Reeves just do that seamless takeoff landing. Yeah, but I remember that lands and the ground shakes now. Yeah. Or it's just it's, it's yeah. it, it comes out of reality a little bit. But I'm not, you know, it's it's nitpicking stuff. If I remember if, that um, line where Lois <clears throat> Lane's falling out the building or out the window, or whatever, and he catches her and he says, "All right, I've got you," and she goes, "You've got me. Who's got you?" I remember. Yeah, yeah. Loving that's the first that. time you see him fly. She's just fallen off the helicopter down yeah, the side yeah, of, that's it. off yeah. the top of um, the Daily Planet. But, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I love those kind. Of, I love those films. I genuinely do, especially the original ones. An interesting point you make about effects in films, and it's with something like the Avengers, and you realise the plot of the first Avengers Assemble is loads of New York is getting destroyed, and then by the time they get to civil war or whatever they're lifting up an entire nation and threatening to drop it again it's like how do you get bigger in scale yeah all right then you get the the idea of thanos wanting to destroy half the universe and stuff but it's like what are you going to do in future films <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. what's the they're jeopardy going to be like, and everything's bigger and it's like i, I always say one one of the brilliant things about the christopher reeves trilogy as well there's one little section in one of them. It might even be two. I can't remember. Uh, it could even be three, to be honest. I, I, I actually quite like Superman 3. I didn't like 4 or 5, but um, there's just one bit where he's bobbing around town and he just comes down and saves this cat from a tree and gives it to this little <laughs> yeah. girl and then flies off. And it's it's little things like that where you think, well, yeah, he would. He's Superman. He's yeah. going to be doing little stuff. Like Not everything has to be a big... I'm going to stop this building from falling on someone. Yeah, just yeah, this little yeah. bit. You go, yeah, I love. There's your cat, and he's off again. And it was, it was such a nice touch. To I hope it was in Richard Donner's one because he's my favorite of the yeah. directors that did. Just that little bit, like just having bobbing around, have Batman walking around, stop someone getting mugged. Just something <laughs> little, because yeah, he's yeah. a he. That's what he's there. He's, a, he's a, supposed to be this super. He can't just be called in just when there's. Yeah. Big alien coming down to the planet and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, it doesn't happen very often. He's going to be <laughs> sat around doing nothing for all. Well, in their world, it seems to happen every week. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. You'd kind of move away. But yeah, anyway, back to what we were talking about. And that is the franchises. And Back to the Future, totally by far my favourite trilogy, which is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. What would be your worst? We can sit here and now we can bang on about all the ones we love till we blew in the face, really. I told, but well, can you yeah. pick one that you would, if it was on... You would leave the room. <laughs> this this isn't necessarily anything to do with the quality of it, but just me being squeamish like that. And I've always not had any desire whatsoever to subject myself to horror films. I can watch them, but all ones that are just full of gore and stuff like that, I just find it doesn't interest me at all. I just don't like it. So stuff like Saw and things squeamish. like that. But I had a horrible scared. experience with uh, Freddy Krueger when I was about 12, 13. I was, well, working, I was working in, or not working, I was visiting my dad who was doing summer season in Blackpool and I became friends with some of the dancers in the show and the young female dancers. And being a 13, nearly 14 year old who was starting to get hormones and stuff like that, I wanted to hang around with these uh, younger ladies. And one of them had their 14th birthday while I was there. And her parents had bought her the VHS tape of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And at the party... At 14? Yeah. At the party, we all sat around and watched it. And there was me and a load of girls, which I thought was awesome. But then I couldn't let on just how much I was shitting myself. And then I couldn't sleep for about the next two weeks because there was a man who came and killed you in your dream, but it was reality and you still died. So I've never liked that. <clears> the thing is, a 14-year-old watches that now. They wouldn't care. No, no. That, that's the irony of it. But when I remember watching that the first time going, well, actually, no. I, to be fair, I, I didn't really get scared by Freddy. I thought it was quite funny, the character. In fact, I always wanted to, if, if I could be a horror character, it'd probably be Freddy because I think it'd have more fun. <laughs> Nice, but do you remember nice. the Candyman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the so film that bizarrely got me. The Candyman film. They've re they've relaunched that. I think it was supposed to be released, but because of the pandemic's been pushed back, I think. But oh, is there? They've done a reimagining. No one's going to do it as good as that guy. That guy was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I keep yeah. seeing him. Stuff. Every time I see him now, he's Candyman. Yeah, because he was in The Rock. To Tony Todd, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, he was in The Rock with uh, Nicholas right, Cage. Nicholas Cage. And every time That's I see him, like, Candyman. There you are, Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if if um, 
So anything horror? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, so uh, I haven't watched them all. I watched the first one, and it, and it the was... first one's a brilliant story and a brilliant film and twist reveal at the end. But then it just becomes well. It wasn't we... for me. I saw it coming, and I thought oh. the thing is. I don't know if it's because I come from a stage management thing where I, I was always sort of making props and so I just I keep looking going oh, no they've done that. It's very <laughs> hard when you've sort of been around the uh, making out like I've been in the industry. I, I haven't, but like uh, to a degree I have. I know how things work and I yeah, know how sure, props yeah. are made. And when it looks fake, I can sort of go with it. Saw was all right, but the thing that annoyed me with Saw was again in the same thing in the same premise as the Candyman. Yeah, you know the guy. In Saw, yeah, is the guy who was Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights, the comedy. Ah, right, yes, I forgot. And yeah, of course, that Carrie was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every, every time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I just picture you singing in your tights, mate. It's, it, <laughs> it, it lost any sort of bizarre because I, I love that film. Yeah, because I thought it was hilarious. That film is still hilarious, to be honest. But uh, I, it, it, when something when a person becomes iconic for something in your own head, not necessarily iconic in the world, it's very hard to see him as, as something different, sure, like the Candyman yeah. and, and Robin Hood and what have you. Uh, but to get me out the room, you yeah, just you literally have to put in uh, any Harry Potter film. Okay. Um, and any Lord of the Rings film will pretty much get me out of the room. Wow. Well, I tried to watch Lord of the Rings, the first one, and I think I fell asleep. Yeah. And I refused to watch the second one. It's just... They are Butter, very long. It's something that it does take an awfully long time to get into and understand. But yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that. I, I may have to disagree with you on Harry Potter, but I guess the books are definitely superior to the films. And here's something, we don't get a lot of disagreement uh, these days on Feud for Thought, but when I read the third Harry Potter book called Prisoner of Azkaban, the end of it genuinely made me quite emotional. And I was like, oh my God, this is a kid's book and I'm reading it when I'm in my 30s and I'm actually feeling quite emotional. Um, you do get emotional a lot, don't you? What's up with you? <laughs> I'm just overly sensitive. Yeah. So, In fact, you having a go at me there, I'm shedding a tear. I just won't let you know. <laughs> No, just yeah. Potter wasn't 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 my thing. Lord of the Rings wasn't well, my thing. Jurassic, on... Jurassic Park. I don't do Jurassic Park. The first one I liked. All the sequels I've found a bit naff, bit pointless. Yeah. And I think I've already mentioned on here my story of Indiana Jones, where I I, I remember it being good, but it's actually. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Well, we're still on movies at the minute. I, I found out this information earlier and it surprised me because when we talk about the top five highest grossing media franchises of all time, you're not just talking about films and box office revenue. You're then talking about merchandise sales, advertising as a result of it, you know, everything True. that comes along with it. And I was very surprised at some that made it into the top five. And these are worldwide money income. I can't remember. I think it's up to 2018. Um, fifth on the list, Star Wars, $65 billion has been taken ever since the beginning of a Star Wars. In fourth on the list, Mickey Mouse, anything to do with That's Mickey Mouse, obviously associated with Disney, $70 billion is fourth on this list third on the list which is a big surprise to me because clearly it's popular when you're thinking just in terms of money it's taken winnie the pooh 75 oh, really? billion dollars for winnie the pooh i don't all right there's wow. books there's all kinds of merchandising that must have gone but it's not really ever been made into brilliant films winnie the pooh has it um and then about that cartoon is sold worldwide i bet that's franchise i bet that is out worldwide yeah probably yeah in then, more places than, and because it's not particularly wordy, yeah. So things like that, and that's why Mr. Bean was so popular in other countries because he barely speaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're talking. Uh, it's surprising when you think about films and things, and films that aren't any, you know, on that that list, film franchises. But number two, highest-grossing media franchise of all time with eighty billion dollars, Hello Kitty which has got to be because of the Asian market, obviously. I mean, it's fairly big in Europe, but nothing like it must be. I don't know what it's like in America, Hello Kitty. But, uh, yeah, 
And then you alluded to it earlier in terms of uh, a decent franchise, in terms of amount of stuff in it. $92 billion, the highest one ever, Pokemon. And just when you think about the success of the Pokemon Go app, which has been released for about three or five years, I think, and been one of the most downloaded apps there is, how much it must have made just from that. Um, Yeah, it's mad to think Pokemon is the number one media Pokemon is massive. Like, my nephews are all over Pokemon. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it. No. I forgot about about the best one. (laughs) Oh, Yes. Uh, for uh-huh. those of you who don't know, we do use uh, Zoom to record these podcasts at the moment while it's all remote still. And therefore, you can do virtual backgrounds. I've now that got already vision, on this podcast a vision of Ensign Hill there on the other screen because yep. he's now on the deck uh, or the bridge, should I say, of the Starship. Is it Enterprise or is it a different This one? is the Enterprise, the Enterprise well D, this one. Nice work. NCC 17013. See, being no, a huge, being a huge Star Wars fan, it's not like I'm averse to Star Trek. Um, and I, although I haven't watched the most recent couple of films, but I, my thing when I was growing up, I enjoyed the next generation with Picard and Riker and Worf and Data and all that. that of course, was you did, because he is uh, from Yorkshire. Ah, yeah, he's from near Huddersfield, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. I didn't really like any of the other. I didn't get into any of the other series, and I didn't particularly like the William Shatner original things. Although I've seen some of those films, I quite liked the crossover one, Star Trek Generations. I liked. Um, but yeah, are you a big Trekkie then? I like I like sci-fi. Yeah, so I like the Star Trek. I like Star Wars. Um, I, I, I like yeah. If you had yeah, to pick between Star Trek and Star Wars, which would you say you'd prefer? I've never understood this picking you d- you because they're wanna... very different concepts. Yeah, like, they're yeah, so sure. different from each other. It's because like, one is literally like an intergalactic war. Yeah, which is kind of what it's on about with you know people with supernatural powers, I suppose. Yeah, the other one is about Earth as it could be. In the future and how we've sort of progressed in the universe. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, and it's all sort of military. uh, I mean, there are comparisons, obviously, because they're in spaceships and things like that. Yeah, because they're centered on being in space and traveling around in space, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like picking between a sirloin steak and a rump steak. (laughs) All. Technically the same thing, but there's obviously nuances that make one different and better. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to pick one then. Um, what do you think of the more recent Star Trek films since J.J. Abrams took over directing them and stuff? Have you enjoyed those? Yeah, I like the films. I do have an issue when people try to change things for the sake of changing the. I mean, the films are good in their own right, uh, but. Uh, the, the the reason things become popular for a reason. We don't yeah. whether we like or agree with the reasons personally is irrelevant. They become sure, popular yeah. and they become sort of like a canon in in the world because of how they've got there. So then when someone goes back and says, "Oh, we're going to redo this," I totally get redoing it because you can do things a little bit better. But why yeah. do you have to change stuff? I've never understood that. Like the whole concept, like now. Making every lead, yeah, uh, a female is fine, yeah. But you don't have to change what was already. You can just you can do something new. You, you can, can create yeah, you something within a, that world. There was a history no issues. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about Doctor Who here because that's a different thing. That that's someone whose body physically changes and can be anything. But if you just like you know, you wouldn't make. A, like you wouldn't make a Superman film with a female because yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. Supergirl or Superwoman or whatever you wanted to call it. Yeah. It would be the same, pre- but a different version of Batwoman or Batman. You have these different ones, but if you've suddenly got like James Bond and you suddenly make it a female, yeah, it kind of loses what got it to the dance in the first place. Just yeah, create a different yeah, sure. with a female spy. People will still enjoy it. It doesn't have to, yeah, change that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I've had, 
it's right. It's a little bit getting into the area of what we were talking about with controversial figures previously and how they had a previous body of work. And then because of some detrimental action they've done in their lives, all their previous work is regarded as something you can't enjoy. It's a little bit like that now with sort of the Me Too movement and then to another extent, the Black Lives Matter and stuff. It's like, yeah, I think we've gone onto a topic we were going to talk about. Well, yeah, in a different one. I don't know how much time we've got running. Well, yeah, yeah, not, in, not enough to get into that. But certainly it's like you can't ignore what's happened historically and pretend it didn't happen and erase things out of existence. You have to. You, you, no, you can't. I, I do have issues with that. And with the Star Trek thing, getting back onto the topic, we will go into things like that on another podcast because I do want to, I do have a grievance there, which isn't because, like, it's not putting anyone down other yeah, than yeah, the people yeah, who sure. try to make changes. Um but uh yeah it's just when when they change stuff yeah uh so they can't uh that that's the only thing that kind of um annoys me really is that you can't change anything fair enough uh, well, you should you should stick to the stories that got you there i agree well upsettingly it's getting to near that time where we have to start drawing this episode to a close but equally looking forward to the next episode as well and um, it's always interesting to talk about franchises. I feel like we haven't talked about movies as much as we could have done, um, but we have got a lot of information in there. Uh, yeah, I feel I think we spoke about movies too much. We should have been talking about other stuff. I will leave. Uh, there's one other thing though: the oldest movie franchise. Okay. Yeah. So this is the one from the first film in the franchise. You see. By franchise, they're actually grouping together any film that's been called something. So yeah, any film yeah, that's yeah. been so so they're saying right, this thing started here and yeah. it's gone into this 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 and this and this and it's ended up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the oldest going uh, movie franchise currently it could change uh, because there's one that started in the same year uh, is King Kong. Oh right, okay, yeah. King Kong started the first film was in 1933, the first sure, official yeah. on this chart. And there's one just been released in 21, making it 88 years. Wow, yeah, that's That quite franchise impressive. has been going. And the one under that, at 83 years, is Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wow, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's nice that the popularity has remained for those things, yeah. Yeah. yeah good bits of info, good little nuggets from the hill there. But well bizarrely, done. and this is, this is where you get a little bit controversial, sorry, because the one after that, at 78 years... Yeah. Is Dumbo? Oh yeah. Oh, but there's hardly been anything in between. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of two films. There's two films. Twenty seventeen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's whether you class that as like uh, part of a franchise yeah. or not, really. Well, listen, we've got to start bringing this to a close. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. As with any of our podcasts, uh, please check out the channel from wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the episodes because I believe this is our nineteenth edition, if I'm right. And so there's quite a lot of previous content to keep you entertained as well. So please check it out. And if you want to comment anything, if you just want to send us a message, if you've had any thoughts of anything that's occurred to you whilst we've been chatting on any of our episodes, please tweet us at Feud Thoughts on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. We're only contactable on Twitter. So please get on there. Yeah. at feud thoughts do it exactly uh, yeah so, so then the next one is the big 20 the big 2-0 yeah it's emotional yeah yes. which is perfect for our subjects then Ben well it is because we're going to revisit a couple indeed I talked about controversial figures and harking back to a previous podcast and I know you're going to want to talk about this as well because we had limited time on other ones and said oh we'll deal with this again so we're kind of going to mix two of our previous podcast topics for our 20th episode we're going to go back to the royal family and go back to controversial figures which will link with what's been in the news this week and probably will continue to be over the next few days so you can catch up with that uh next week the royals controversial figures you can probably guess what we're going to talk about panorama maybe bbc journalism maybe <laughs> but uh, yeah. there you go Idiot so, journalists, maybe. Well, that's for us to discuss next week. But uh, yeah. Oh, just starting a fighting talk already. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do I think we're heartily going to agree with each other on that topic once again. 
Um, I do like this is feud for thought, and then there tends to be not too many feuds. We kind of agree quite a bit. We should get a guest on just. No, we don't. Oh, look at that. Look at what you've done there. We should get a guest on just to disagree with us, but we'll deal with that in the future. Um, should. Any yeah. guests want to come on and fight with us? A few thoughts, let us know. <laughs> please, please do. Well, it's been a pleasure once again. Thank you very much for spending around about an hour with us and giving up your time and bothering to tune in. Spread the word about our podcast. We want to get it out to as many people as possible. But right now, from myself, Ben Simmons, and my ever-wonderful colleague... Me, Martin Hill. It's bye for now. We'll see you again soon.